Purple Heart Design presents the Parental Toolbox Podcast. Hi, I'm Dana Guido. I'm Jim Guido. And we're here today in our podcast interviewing our son, Lucio Guido. Hi there. Hi. And we're going to talk about his reactions to first reading the Parental Toolbox and then also how that relates to being raised by us as parents throughout his whole life. So, Lucio, um, where are you living right now? I am in the greater Seattle area of Washington. Uh-huh. And we, your parents, are in the Asheville area. Yeah. Um, and maybe for our audience, it would be helpful to if you said how old you were. Yeah, I um, am 33. I'll turn 34 this July. Yeah, we don't really count the, the months and the days so much like we did when you were first born. <laughs> That's good because it gets a little confusing. So do you remember when we first sent you the book? I think Dad might have sent you the uh, like a, a PDF version of the book, um, what your reactions were. Yeah, you sent me the pages document you were working on. It was cool. It was nice to, to see your guys' work for the first time in a few years. I never read something where I was unsure who the author was between the two of you. Um, it always been clear that something with dad or mom. So it was one of the first things was trying to parse out whose voice was whose. You would like hit paragraphs really. Yeah, that's mom's voice. Like that's dad's voice. Um, and so that definitely struck me. And then, you know, I had worked as an employee trainer for Apple for quite a while. And Apple's very proud of, of how they train their employees and they have a lot of materials for that. So there was a lot of validation on both sides. Um, it was like, oh, you know, you're seeing the same content. And so it was kind of validation of like, yeah, Apple's doing the right thing. My parents are teaching the right thing. It was reassuring, I guess, to see, you know, similar content in both places. And then your book just kept going. I, <laughs> being that you're my parents, you know, there, there's definitely moments uh, pretty much every time I've read through the book, maybe not the first time, but every subsequent time of, you know, every moment where you're like, man, you guys just keep talking. But um, it's good information and you just go so much more in depth and, uh, detail than than even when I'm giving people training over a month. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting observation because it is a very in-depth book. And we talked about whether or not we really wanted to do it that in-depth and, and we couldn't find skills and techniques we wanted to cut out. We thought they were all very important. Yeah, I mean, countless times through this book, I would be like, how oh, we should edit this, right? Like, because I have to keep reading it over and over again, but I can't find anything. I mean, maybe we can change some sentences around and clean that up, right? But it's not, it wouldn't tangibly change the size of the book. It would just, you know, it's just a way the sentence is structured, right? right. Um, but the content of the book builds on itself so well. It's kind of necessary because it's easy with parenting to just give, or anytime you're teaching a skill, just give an example. And then it's like, well, that's not my life. That's never going to work. And I think you guys do a really good job throughout the course of the 300-page book, highlighting so many examples we've all seen as either you know observing parents or being parents and how they can best be kind of dealt with. And so it, it starts cutting out the, the thing of like, well, you don't know how hard it is with my child. Um, because you really do address, like when you get all the way down to implosive children, that almost never gets discussed. Um, and children that, you know, don't speak up um, and do it all through silence. There's, there's a lot of people in a lot of different styles. Right, right. The audience might want to know if you are uh, a parent yourself. Yeah, I am not a parent. Um, just me. I'm proud of how I take care of my pets. But <laughs> So when you, when you talked about the book having, you know, it's kind of lengthy and it goes through a whole bunch of material. Did you find it manageable for parents to read? I mean, it's incredibly manageable because each chapter is self-sufficient. So none of the chapters feel that long. And I, it's the wrong way to say it because of my role with the book that it's like, hey, this feels long. No one would read the book 20 times in the span of an afternoon. Whereas when you're editing it, or particularly when you're working on what I'm working on now, the audiobook, that's really where it, you have to listen to you guys say the same word 10 times to get it right. So no one in the right mind would listen to the book that way or read the book that way unless you were editing it. <laughs> 
Well, maybe we don't want to put a negative prediction. <laughs> no, you should, you should read the content and then wait a week. You've mentioned before that Apple has a very thorough training program. Could you go any further with pair and contrast with what we have versus uh, an organization like Apple? Yeah. You're going to have different language with it than what Apple had versus what you guys have because different people have different language. But it'll be the same underlying skill. But they're going to talk about a couple little things, right? But they're not going to give you nearly... There's not 157 skills that they go through. You don't have that kind of depth. You, they don't even kind of break down to the, the language of skills versus um, strength-based. There's some underlying definitional things that you guys do in the book that helps make everything more relatable. There's just a, a deeper dive into it. It's really intended to be for relationships and not intended for short-term relationships. Um, the Apple's tools and steps are, are definitely you know, intended for all the employees to work with their, in their lives in every way. Focus of it isn't how are they going to use this with your wife. The focus is how you're going to use it with your coworker or something like that. Um, and so you guys definitely go to a different level. So did the book have you have a different casting on your childhood since uh, we're your parents we wrote the book? Honestly, not really. I think it's hard to parse out because so much of the way you describe the book was based on your experiences with me as a child. And so I'm not even sure if you guys had the language. I don't remember you specifying a skill like except known. And I think a lot of that is language that you've gained over time. I can see the underlying structure there very well, but it's evolved a lot since when, when I was a child. Right. So one of the things that happened with that is, is that we taught you from very early on, right away, yeah. to accept no. So we didn't have to go through those concrete those skills. skills. Yeah. It wasn't that like to stop and look me in the eyes and say, okay, when we said no, we meant it, mm -hmm. you know? And so there was the say what you mean, Th those parts of the chapters came in. And interesting, when you were born in the first couple of years of your life, you were living in a group home where all those very formal skills were practiced by the boys over and over and over. Okay, so you did so, it, yeah. Well, I wonder if any of that even got into your, because they were pre it was pre-verbal time for you. Sure. I guess that makes it really hard for me individually to parse out because it would have been such a different experience. So much of these stages would have happened before I can remember it. And by the time I really have a memory, which would, you know, somewhat of four, but obviously really memories kick in more eight or something like that, right? By that time, I was so a part of the team. And then it becomes difficult for me to parse out what me individually and what was you teaching me and raising. Like, it's, it's just, it's, it's I can't. <laughs> Who knows? So um, any other reactions you had when reading the book? I mean, certainly there's been a lot. That's a long book. There's a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> what you'd like to share with us right now. Um, I think you do a good job of writing a book that feels pretty timeless. You do a good job of staying away from trying to think of things as they're relevant today. And you think of a lot of it as things that you could have taught a child 800 years ago and they'd, they'd still be effective. And while people get so caught up in like the world is changing because of technologies, mm -hmm. it's not changing the relationships that we actually want to have. And so while just new tools that you have to and new methods you have to make those skills, still the same skill that you're, whether you're talking over the phone or whether you're using FaceTime or, you know, into some VR headset in the future, it's still the same catch them being good. It's still accepting. No, it's still um, say what you mean. None of that's changing no matter what the medium is. So looking over the style uh, of the book, you know, we, we, we say it's strength-based and we talk about mutual respect and we talk about harmony. Would you say that's the main message of the book? Yeah. You really don't impart your own values in this book. All the things that identify you as your ethics and morals that I know you have, none of that really comes up in the book at all. That is one thing that I would think is really key. 
it's not a glimpse into our family life or something when you're reading this book, right? Like it's not it's not at all anything like that. It's it's a glimpse into for me into your professional life. You guys individually have very you have individual values and stuff that you imparted to me, and you don't discuss any of that in the book, and it doesn't come across that way. So also what's happening is that we're in business together and we have started the Global Heart Group, which holds the Global Heart Publishing. We published the book through that. And within that, I think over the last year, we have been, as a family of three, we have really used these tools. It wasn't the plan from the beginning. We didn't think about that when we were writing the book. We have used these tools with the three adults. Any comments on that? Yeah. Um, it's helpful to have the language to it. It's, I guess one thing that's really unique about it is so many times when you have a training, you have a different teacher's manual than you have the student manual. If you let all the steps be known of what you're doing with a lot of these techniques, then it becomes irritating and you can see the person following a script. I think what's different about what you've taught here is it's, you're not teaching scripts. You're not teaching specifically what to do in a scenario. You're, you're giving them the skills that you can then decide how to relate it to the scenario that you're in. With that in mind, because we all have the same vernacular now, you can cut to the chase with a lot of things and just, you know, even just admit, like, I'm not saying what I mean here. Let me take a moment and think of what I need to say or, you know, things like that. And so then um, it's, it's helpful to have that. Well, I think that's about it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming to visit us, actually. <laughs> nice to have you here. Yeah. So hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This recording is a production of Global Heart Design in partnership with Warp Records. If you'd like to learn more about this content, please visit theparentaltoolbox.com.